Thank you so much for tuning in to Good Morning Ladies with Candy Bryant. I have a special guest all the way from the West Coast. Look, we're bicoastal around here. We, we go and we find the, the people that are speaking truth and speaking life. And my guest today is none other than Denai Morari. Would you say hi to all the listeners? Hey, hey, ladies, how's it going? This is going to be an amazing conversation. So thank you so much for being my guest today. And I'm going to list all the titles tonight. So you let me know if I am on target with a little bit about who you are. Then I'm going to have you introduce yourself to all the listeners. But BET producer, reporter, blogger, correspondent, and relationship coach. Did I miss anything tonight? Oh, no, I don't think you did. I think that's yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's a good yeah. That's a good that's a good description. And there's so much more. I mean, we were even talking before we started this, and you said something that I had to write down. I, I take notes frequently when I'm interviewing, and you said this is a meaty time. Oh Ooh. my gosh, you are Ooh. a meaty. You are a meaty woman. <laughs> meaty. There's so <laughs> much goodness to you. So all these titles. They don't even do it justice because you truly are a gem. And so this series, let me let me intro for all those who are just tuning in. Maybe this is the first podcast you're tuning into. Well, good morning, ladies. We exist to help encourage people. We want to inspire you. And we want to, in some way, be a light in this world. And so, Denai, I found you on Instagram. I'm sure most people seek you out on Instagram and are trying to connect with you. And I was listening to one of your lives. Yes, ma'am. And it, I was rolling. I was rolling. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. But the information you gave was so real. It was so good. But I was laughing because I was kind of looking at the people and thinking that they're like gasping, like, oh, my God, listen to all this truth you stating. It was so good. <laughs> So I'm not going to give it all away. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what you do? Sure. So uh, my name's Denai Murari. Hi, guys. Um, and I grew up in Seattle. Um, I went to Howard uh, for my BA, studied communication. Um, while I was there, I did Bible college as well. And then I came out to L.A. and started working in the industry, um, got my first job on a movie, um, and then from there, I, um, I knew no one. Um, I had a Jewish mom um, who was here who passed away just this um, following, or excuse me, just this past fall. And mm. she had a boyfriend who was a director, and she was like, I can't do much, but I can get you a job on a film, you know? And so I was like, cool, I'll take it. So I came out, worked on that movie that lasted about 35 days. And from there, it was just hustling working relationships, being nice to everyone I knew, you know, working the phones and um, trying to drum up work. And um, I later got a job with BET and I've worked with them on and off for the last 10 years at least. And in and out of there, I've had stints with a, a ton of other companies. Like um, I worked with Kevin Hart's company with his Lionsgate um, partnership this past year. Um, they hired my company I'm also an executive producer. I have my own production company. So they hired my company um, to do a bunch of promos and things for his new network called LOL. I mm. also just finished um, working my first ever dinner, like my first ever, um, it was like an award, award show, award ceremony, ceremony, excuse me, dinner, where I produced all of the packages 
um, and a lot of the electronics that happened at the dinner. And um, that was for Cheryl Boone Isaacs, who was the first African-American female head of the Academy. So mm. it was the very first Oscar dinner of Oscar week. And that went off without a hitch. And it was a huge learning experience for me. Um, and, you know, I learned a great deal. You know, I made a few mistakes and there were some things that I needed to learn and grow in, but it was such an amazing challenge. And at the end, we pulled it all off and I could not be prouder. The last person I saw leaving that night was Quincy Jones. And I said, Mr. Jones, <laughs> did you enjoy your evening? And he said, it's Pope Catholic. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm I done. love that. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> well, look, I, I text you and I said, hey, I'm going to live vicariously through you and your experiences and what you talk about um, because I'm, you know, here in Florida, you're there in LA and it's just, it's amazing. There's so much excitement. There's always an adventure, but There's let's go back. Yeah. Let's go back for just a moment. That dress, mm-hmm. the pictures you sent me, would you please tell us about the gorgeousness? I mean, it was, you look gorgeous in it. Where did you get it from? I love that dress. So truth be told, it's a Ralph Lauren ball gown. I adore mm. Ralph Lauren. I have put on a few extra pounds over the years, um, which I am now fighting hard to get off. And we'll get into that when we're talking about self-love. Mm. But, um, yeah, I Ralph knows how to dress a girl with curves. And I've noticed over the years, yes. so many of my award show dresses, when I go through them, Ralph Lauren. Like, that man really knows how to mm. make a curvy girl look and feel good. So that you, yes. you know, you literally can still have your confidence when you're on the carpet. And so, and the other thing was it had pockets. Oh, my God. I love the pockets. What is it about a dress with pockets? It just, oh it makes you feel. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm t- do you understand that you will create bonds with people at award shows? You will meet stars. And if you both have pockets, you will have a come to Jesus moment just about the pockets. Like, it's, yes. it's, it's because. Up until this point, I don't know. Like, they never did it before. And um, when you're working in particular, you know, award shows, Mm -hmm. a red carpet is anywhere from two hours typically to something like the Oscars where they want you in place at, like, noon or one and they shut the carpet down and it doesn't even open up until two. And then the main stars aren't coming until, like, 3.30 to 4. So you're just standing on this carpet. And, you know, you need to have – pockets you gotta have like a couple snacks you know you gotta have a kleenex mm-hmm. you gotta have some gum or some mints or something because you're interviewing <laughs> people and it just it's practical it's the practicality so it's like if if the designer can keep practicality in there while still making you look phenomenal come on man. i i love it i love it <laughs> oh it was wonderful and because i sent i sent you a message saying hey send me the picture that i can use uh so by the time anyone hears this, they're going to also see your gorgeous dress and your gorgeous face, and it's just going to all come together. I just, I'm excited about it. So I love the dress. I love it. I love it too. That might be my favorite Oscar dress thus far. Well, I tell you, um, we we can go backwards and then come back forward to you know where you are in the industry and what you're doing today. But what caught my attention and the reason why I said I have got to have Deny on this series was. You know, my journey towards self-love has been um, something that I've been forced to do. And, and I know that's going to sound crazy, but walking through the breast cancer journey, 
you know, my husband is, I hate to say it, he's a personal trainer. He's a personal training manager. So he manages <laughs> day in and day out people who are, you know, wanting to get fit and he manages these trainers. And for years, he told me, get fit, you know, go, go out, find something you love doing, Candy, get in shape, take care of your health, because he knew I was in a very stressful work environment. I wasn't yeah. eating right. I wasn't taking care of myself. Yeah. And so fast forward, we've been married 10 years. Fast forward, I'm looking back, not in a way to really beat myself up, deny, but just saying, oh, now I really, I even have my oncologist telling me, you know what, you can beat this. You can keep this from coming back. You got to lose weight, Candy. You got to get yeah. the fat off. You got to yeah. eat right. And so it all, you know, it, it just now I'm forced to. I want to live. I want to live for my, my five-year-old. I want to live for me. I want to live for, for, for all the things that God has called me to do. And when I heard you talking to these young ladies and these women, um, and I, I'm sure there was a lot of men on your, your lives, I heard you speaking so much truth about valuing themselves, not settling, um, yeah. getting this thinking, thinking out of here. I'm going to shut up because I, I want you to go for it. I'm not going to interrupt you. How do you... Define all right. How, how do you define self-love? No, go for it. Oh, that's, that's a very interesting terminology. For me, loving myself includes several different things. It includes having a real understanding of who God created me to be. Because whenever, whenever you want to understand anything, you have to go back to the manual. You have to go back to the manufacturer. Um, and because I believe in intelligent design and I believe that there is a God who created each and every one of us. And I believe that he is infinitely wise and knowledgeable about us. I sought the foundation of my life from him. So I sought my value from him. And as a result of that, I, I wrote a book about 10 years ago and I am working on completing it now. But it was on it was on who you are in Christ, and it was based on me gathering all of these different definitions biblically of who God called me. You know, the righteousness of God in Christ, um, beloved, a believer, chosen. Chosen was a big one. Chosen comes up in so many of my relationships, particularly the ones with men. Um, it mm. comes up in my history of what was passed down to me from my lineage, from my parents. It comes. Um, from so many different areas in terms of the messages that I receive from the world about whether or not I'm acceptable at any given moment in time, particularly when I work in an industry like Hollywood, where you have to sustain so much rejection. If I did not know that I was chosen at my core, I could not make it mm. and do the things that I do on a daily basis. But the foundation um, that I've built my life on um, have had to be something that was un unmovable because at the end of the day, everything else that you find value in changes. If you get it mm -hmm. in your husband, he could leave you. If you get it in your kids, what if one of them passes away or they grow up and they go away? You know, if you get it mm -hmm. from your degree, then what happens when you're dealing with people who don't care anything about education? If you get mm -hmm. it from your neighborhood, your neighborhood can burn down or you could have to move. You get it from your car, you get it from your house. You get it from your social standing. All of those things can change. And at the point that they change, you then are questioning, what is my worth? What is my value, again, in the world? And so, so for me, I decided to gather um, my value from what God had to say about me and to study it intensively and then to produce something that would make that 
um, knowable for other people. So uh, that is a book that I will be releasing later on this year. It's called Who You Are in Christ. Um, but that is where I got my values from. For me, so the first component of self-love for me is what does God say about me? Because whatever mm-hmm. he says about me, I can stand on that. He's not a man that he lies. There's no shatter of turning in him. This is firm. This is concrete. It's never going to move. So it's sturdy, and I can stand on it, and I don't have to worry about anything ever moving. So that's the first thing. I trust God about what he says about me, and I try to just constantly um, mold those things back over, meditate on those things, renew my mind with those things, because that's the truth. The second thing that I get myself love from is giving myself permission to be authentic, to show up mm-hmm. in my authentic truth at any point in time, even when it's inconvenient for other people. Mm, and I should say that. Especially when it's inconvenient for other people. And I want to qualify that because I want to tell you what I'm not saying. What I'm not saying is I get to show up and dominate everyone and insist on my own ways and step on other people's toes um, and just be offensive and rude and entitled and it's all about me and my truth. That's not what I mean. What I do mean is um, I funnel everything through the lens of God. Um, So it's all about integrity. It's all about honesty. It's about, you know, treating people the way that you want to be treated. It is about not causing offense and being a peacemaker. And if you can help someone, you help them. And if if you don't have it, then you don't have to feel bad because you don't have it. That is your truth. So you give yourself permission to not feel bad about the, the fact that you have to say no to someone because you honestly don't have it, you know, but if you do have it and you don't help, then shame on you, you know, because that's the truth too. Um, mm. And so there are so many different places that like this plays out right now. I'm talking about things being very meaty. You mentioned that I, I, you know, it's a very meaty time for me right now. I'm exploring a lot in terms of um, male and female relationships. And I didn't, I didn't say this, so I'll say this. Um, one of the things that I, I talked a lot about Hollywood, but I, I founded the black marriage movement on Instagram um, about a year ago, and we have 30,000 followers now, and I've built this audience up sort of meticulously, um, laboriously, with love and kindness and friendship, mm-hmm. um, talking about love and marriage and giving relationship tools and intentionally projecting images of African Americans doing love and marriage and relationship and family and best friends and, you know, intimacy and openness and vulnerability and respecting for the men and adoration for the women. And I did all of this because, um, to be honest, I needed it. I needed to see it. I needed to Mm. see, you know, the best of us. I needed to, I had been through several devastating relationships with men. And my response has always been not just to um, sort of be a Pollyanna and a fantasy world with my optimism, because I'm absolutely Mm. optimistic, but to ground it in truth. And so Mm. I started looking for truths about our people that I could feel good about and intentionally sharing them. I wanted to share the best of us. I wanted to share the brightest in us. I wanted to find the stories that no one else is telling about the good news about what it means to be black and married, black 
and in love, black and engaged, black and a mama, black and a daddy. Mm. And I found all these wonderful things. Like, for instance, um, when I started, so many people, and I understand why, because of the messages of mass media, whatever I would post up, you know, beautiful facts about dads, black dads in particular, I would get all of this pushback. Where people would say, mm. you know, no, they don't. They're not involved. They don't love their kids. They abandon their kids. Just just recreating and regurgitating the narrative that has been just thrown all over mass media. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't post things, like, just in terms of, like, opinions. I When I post something like that, it's because I've done my research, I've done my homework, and I can prove it. And so if you go to the Black Marriage Movement right now, in my bio line, um, there is a link to a New York Times and a Washington Post article that literally states that black dads are the most involved dads in America among mm. white, black, and Hispanics. The most involved. They spend the most time with their children. They 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 hug them more. They spend more meals on a daily basis with them in terms of eating with their kids. They have more contact with them. They help them with their homework. Why don't you see this? Right. Why does not everyone know this? Why is this not, you know, the leading story on the evening news? Well, because it's not interesting and it goes against the narrative and there are agendas happening all over the place. I won't get too deep into that, but black marriage movement for me is self-love. It's me creating what I needed to see. And again, not out of fantasy, but out of looking at what is the best of us? What do we do right? Okay, I'm going to highlight that. And then I'm going to remind myself of that every single day. And I'm going to remind everyone else who might not have any hope right now and who might be thinking that it's not going to happen to them or that they're too old or they're too fat or they don't have enough money or enough education or they're not worthy or not whatever, whatever is holding you back. Um, I want you to see that there are people who are just like you who are giving and receiving love on a regular basis and doing it well. And then I want to help you to get that. So Mm, for me, self-love is about living my truth. It's about stepping into purpose. It's about finding work. Yes, Hollywood is great and it's fun. And I've made a lot of wonderful dreams come true there. And I've still got so much more to do. But this is meaningful. This is me, you know, telling a woman who's been divorced and whose husband told her that she will never have a man, that it's not over for her. You know what I mean? For me, mm, that's good. It's about, yes, making an impact on people. Um, I love my favorite thing is hearing um, my uh, listeners in particular on the live streams come back and say, you taught me something in a way that I'd never seen it before. You gave me a perspective I'd never thought of before. Um, I yep. didn't ever want to fall in love again. I did not trust men again. I did not trust women again. I had given up on love altogether. You got me thinking that I might want to take another crack at this thing. That, that for me is loving toward myself because I'm doing something on a regular basis that contributes something of value and worth to society that lets me know I'm not here for no reason. Like I'm, my life is meaningful. I'm doing something well. I've done well. And, and to have the added benefit of that, the ministry is like, what? You know, like, actually, <laughs> yes. okay. Reek Witherspoon said that was who won the Oscar. She said, I'm just trying to matter. I said, I hear you, Reek. <laughs> me too. that. Mm-hmm. So, You know, this would probably be, you know, I have to say this, meeting you 
has been pivotal and we've only had a couple conversations tonight mm-hmm. because um, just your perspective, your voice, I understand what your listeners are saying when they listen to your live and then they go back and they're actually reflecting on it. It's something that's just um, resounding in their soul over and over again. You just have that voice. And I believe God has given you that voice. You have the gift to speak and people want to listen. Thank you. So <laughs> You're welcome. So it, this is probably going to be one of the times where I, I can be very transparent. And I think people need to see that and hear that. Mm-hmm. My question for you is, where are you on the self-love journey? And did you ever have a moment where you realized that you weren't walking in self-love? Because Absolutely. for me, just being honest, even doing this podcast, even starting to get on social media, all of my insecurities came to the surface. Uh, yes. Not wanting to be on camera, not feeling yes. like I have anything valuable to say. Yes. I struggle. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. You hit a, oh, no. You hit, you hit a main vein. So now I'm, I'm going to have to go there. Ah, okay. Um, sure. Where am I? Um, so there is a live stream that is up right now in my story, you know, and it'll be only be up for a few more hours. Mm-hmm. Last night I went live with George. And we got into some of my stuff. And I didn't necessarily reveal that we were, like, in my stuff. But um, so mm-hmm. I'm telling you that now. But we got into my stuff. I was very triggered. And mm-hmm. I connected with the audience in a way that I haven't in the past because it's very open, very vulnerable. And I ended up weeping and sobbing on camera um, because mm-hmm. I was triggered. And the subject matter was basically when you are dealing with a man and you are doing your best to have a hard conversation, to address issues that are coming up in your relationship that you genuinely know if you do not address this, it is going to crack the foundation. Mm -hmm. You cannot move past it. You can't move forward. You can't do anything else until you address this thing because it's a cancer and it's going to eat away at it. And when you are making every opportunity and every attempt to learn, to grow, to try different methods, to try different approaches, to soften your voice, to be honorable, to be respectful, to, you know, to be kind, to be loved, to be affectionate, to be warm, to touch him, to make him feel good. And you're going, and you really do feel like I don't want to say you're contorting because to a certain extent you should put a great deal of effort into learning how to communicate with the people who are the most important to you Um, and learning Mm -hmm. how to communicate with anyone. It will, it will carry over into all the other relationships, but in doing so I was met with um, something that's reoccurring in a lot of my clients right now, which is either you're being dismissed or someone's laughing at you, or they're shutting down, or they're pulling away, or they're minimizing, or they're mm-hmm. they're emotionally, um, um, what's the word, like pulling away. All of these things that basically relate to you that what you are trying to address honorably with respect in this relationship, because you value it, um, is not important to them. And the devastation of dealing with that and trying to figure out how to navigate, how do I show up and 
make it known that I value myself, that I have self-esteem, that I have high standards, and I have high expectations, and at the same time, make room for someone to show up Mm. and encourage them and inspire them to show up in that same light when it doesn't appear that that's something that they're interested in doing. And how do you navigate that? And at what point do you give up? And at what point do you pull away? And what does that mean? And, you know, have I given enough? Have I done enough? Have I, have I dotted every I and crossed every T because this person means the world to me? And I'm not going to pretend that people who mean the world to me show up every day. So how much mm-hmm. of myself do I give? And how much do I learn? And how many lessons do I need to learn? And, and what am I going to be okay with, like I said, um, walking away from once I walk away, because to walk away is a whole other issue, you know, and with me being a therapist and me leading other people through counsel, um, I don't believe in being a hypocrite. So I have to be a tester case as well. I have mm-hmm. to live the stuff that I'm preaching. So, but self-love and, and insecurity, I don't, always know what the heck I'm doing. We teach what we need to know. You know? Come on. We, we teach what we need to know. And most of us are wounded healers and we're all trying to figure it out too. And I'm very good at telling you what to do. Telling me what to do. Knowing what to ask. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. Y'all gonna pray for me? Can I be real? We will. We will. <laughs> well, I will tell you, you know, and I'm thankful that and I'm sure that was just a real um, healing moment for you to be that that vulnerable in front of your audience, in front of his audience. And I'm thankful for that. And I think that when I say that this has been pivotal for me, it's because I I see so much in you and what you do and what I'm, and I'm aspiring to do those things. Um, but I also see a person who's not putting up a front, like not putting on any airs. <laughs> I can't wait for, for our listeners listening audience to get to know you more and I would love to have you back um, again it's because too, it's, it's so too much. expensive it's too expensive yeah. it's too it's too time consuming it's too expensive um, at some point your gut's going to come out and then the button's going to pop off your shirt and they're all going to know you got a gut you might as well enter in with the gut Who come cares? on <laughs> hi guys I got a gut Next. <laughs> that is so good <laughs> you know it, it takes too much I can't I I can't, and that too is self-love. I'll give you one more example. I fell in love with a man. Um, I, I, mm, I loved a man, we'll say. Um, the first man that God ever, when I finally got it right, and God said, is this what you want? And I said, no. And immediately I thought, oh my God, why don't you want him? He was a doctor. He went to my same school. We were really good friends. We had a great connection. There was love there. There was friendship. It was solid, et cetera. And I I, I literally went into my brain and my heart and I said, why don't you want him? And the response was, because this person thinks that I'm perfect and I cannot let my gut out. I can suck my gut in for about a week, but I have no desire to do it for 50 years. No, this isn't what I want. Wow. How did you navigate out of that? And, and what happened at the end of that? How did, what did it do for you or, or even him after that? For, he never knew. I never shared with him that that was the dialogue that me and the Holy Spirit had. Mm-hmm. Um, he is now married to a lawyer. They are, you know, Cliff and Claire, and they got two kids, and they're wonderful, mm-hmm. and they, you know, moved away to, I don't know where they live right now, but mm-hmm. um, he, 
for him, that worked for him, and that's and that's beautiful. Um, but what was wonderful for me was when he got married. Imagine how devastating it wasn't because I already knew in my gut. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Wow. Like and and yeah, yeah, and it's mm, self love is 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 being real in every given moment. There are going to be opportunities. There are going to be people. There are going to be um, situations, uh, jobs, all kinds of things that are going to come at you. And on paper, they're going to look amazing. But self-love is really being honest and open with yourself about, is this really what I want? Or is this what I feel like everybody else would want me to want? Is, do I like this person? Or is mm. this somebody who looks good on paper who we don't have anything in common with, but they're a millionaire, so let me – no, 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 no. you got to live with that every day. Yeah. Yeah, you Every do. day and life is too short. Too short. Um, and I'm not saying that about him. I'm saying every situation. There are so many situations that are going to be offered to you, and if you don't know who you are, and you've never stopped to ask yourself, what do I want? Who am I? How do I want to show up in the world? You're going to make bad decisions because you're going to make your decisions based on what you think is expected of you versus what you can sleep with at night. I used to tell um, all of my friends um, and a few mentees, I'd always say, uh, don't let anybody make a decision for you who doesn't have to wake up and sleep with that decision the next day. That's good. Don't do that. That's good. Because they, they don't have to wake up tomorrow married to him or not married to him. In other words, if you're going to marry him, do it because you want him, not because your mama wants you to. Because your mama ain't got to mm-hmm. live with him, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to yeah. divorce him, divorce him because you no longer want to be there and because you know you have exhausted every single effort, not because Somebody in your circle is saying that this is the decision you need to make because tomorrow when your marriage is over, that person doesn't have to deal with the pain, the repercussions, the loss of money, the loss of affection, the loss of attention, all of the losses. You're the only person that has to deal with it. So just my point is make decisions based on who you want to be. That too is self-love. I am shocked and appalled by how many people make decisions not based on what they want, what they want to manifest and Mm -hmm. who they want to be, based on everything other than that. And the biggest excuse that I hear is, it's hard. So what? (laughs) Right. Right. Who cares? Are you kidding me? That's as good as you can do? It's hard. And I think it's because people don't understand every single thing that you've ever wanted, desired, or that was actually valuable on this planet was on the other side of hard. Right. Oh, my gosh. Tonight, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> that right there, we could just spend time on, you know, persevering, getting through this. I love what you said because we do. If, we, if something's too hard, we just kind of shrink back. We take the easy way out, and then we find mm-hmm. ourselves ending up settling for things, for whether it be jobs or relationships mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it is in life. And, and you if end I up can, nine go times ahead. out of ten paying twice the price anyway. So it was like, dang, if I would have just done hard, I would have just done hard. Now I got hard exactly. and difficult and expensive and taking longer and I got to undo the stuff that I didn't do right the first time, which I, <laughs> I should have just done it. The, you know, all of this extra stuff, just do hard. Hard is easier than the other way, I promise. 
Oh my gosh. This is why we love Denai, why we love what you do. I want to spend a few moments as we bring this to a close for you to talk about your book, your project, where people can find you, how we can support you. So wonderful. So we're going to go ahead. Is, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You do that. And then I'm, I want to bring back the last two points, the two points that you made before we close and pray. So okay. go ahead. Where can we find you and support All you? Right. So my, my platform is the Black Marriage Movement. It's Black Marriage Movement. Um, because there are two of them on Instagram, mine is the one with the black and white hands and with 30,000 followers. So it'll be mm-hmm. easy to find me. So I'm the Black Marriage Movement on Instagram. On there, I go live all the time, usually on Wednesdays, but um, I'll pop up all the time and I'll do live streams and you can, you know, catch me talking and giving out advice and giving out relationship tools and taking questions and things like that. Um, I also do private one-on-one sessions for 150. I see couples. I see individuals. We deal with everything from childhood issues to relationship issues, parental issues, you name it, we deal with it. Um, and I have a book right now that is on pre-order. It is called Understanding Masculine Respect. And in the book, I have interviewed over 200 men talking about what respect means to them with the premise that if you respect a man, he feels loved. And because women have no idea what that means or how it's affecting their relationships with their men, their father, their brothers, and many of the men in their lives, I went in-depth with these men, and this is not my opinion. This is me interviewing these men and them telling you what it means to them, defining it, and then telling you how you can do it and how it will change your relationship. This book will change your life. The book retails for $30. You can send me an email at blackmarriagemvmt at gmail.com. Again, that's blackmarriagemvmt at gmail.com. And you guys can pre-order the book that way, or you can DM me on the platform or email me on the platform um, in order to find out more about that. And finally, I am leading a women's group right now. We meet every Tuesday night um, at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm in Los Angeles, um, but I'm lead- leading a group of women through a series of lessons on relationships, on men and women, on marriage, on singles, on dating and courting, and giving tremendous insights that I cannot give on the platform. And I can tell you the number one piece of feedback that I receive from the women who are part of this group is, why did I not find you five years, 10 years, 15 mm. years ago? Where were you? I can't yeah. believe how much I'm learning. I wish I knew all of this before, or I wish I knew all of this before I got married. Um, yeah. And so the women's group, same thing. You can DM me on the platform. You can also email me. The women's group is $85, and it meets, um, like I said, every Tuesday in March, and it's for an hour on a Zoom classroom. So all you need is an electronic connection. You can do it from your phone as well, um, and you can DM me for further details. Beyond that, you know, log on to uh, Black Marriage Movement, follow us for more. I'll be yeah. giving classes, um, upcoming classes on Dating 101. And um, a special favorite is um, how to get them back. If you've, if, you've lost, yes, if you've lost a relationship with a man and you want to get them back and you think that it's a good situation, this is not for if there was, you know, infidelity, cheating, or abuse of any kind, or, you know, this is not for that. This is for if you genuinely think that, you know, you guys would make a great relationship and you want to get them back and you want to know how, I have the perfect class for that. So um, for that, you know, tune in and we'll give you information in the upcoming months. Well, I have to tell our listeners that when I 
tuned into your live the very first time. I, it was, you know, it was late here. I can't even remember how late I stayed up just to listen. And I was in bed listening because I was like, I'm not going to fall asleep right now. This is just too good. It's the fact, <laughs> it was that good. It's just the fact that, you know, one thing I caught, the, the thing that really stood out is that you said, I have a biblical view of relationships and a biblical view of marriage. But the people that were tuning in tonight, they were all over the board. I could tell there yeah. were unbelievers. I could tell there was, you know, people just kind of trying to figure this thing out. And yeah. they, they, there was so much respect and, and um, I just, that's the only word I can think of, respect for what you had to say because of the weight of it. And because it's, not, it's really not your own words. I believe God has given you a word for this, for, to bring healing in this area to people's lives. And so I would encourage every listener from our listening family to go out. They've got to jump on your lives. The women, they need to get in this group because it is just that good. So I just have to say that. It really is. <laughs> I try to, I promise you, I, I try to give y'all what I wish someone would have given to me. I literally hand tailor it like that. That's why it's so good because I, I tend to over teach just because I want to make sure that you guys get the information and you really understand how to apply the tools and the principles. And um, it's, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, I'm not teaching you anything that's like just my opinion. I'm, I'm teaching you like vetted um, either biblical truths or truths that I've learned and understood through therapy and through science and through teaching and through understanding or that I've absolutely observed in, my, in watching men and women in relationships throughout my entire life and starting to interview them when I was about 14, 15 years old. So, yeah always been interested always well i'm definitely going to put all the links and all the information to all your resources and things that you have to bring healing into people's lives on my website and on the podcast side as well so yeah. if you, for those listeners who, who didn't get to write it down they're like oh man she's talking way too fast <laughs> we're going fast because we don't have time and there's so much good stuff right. to talk about i'm <laughs> <laughs> but I will post it and to bring us to a close and I, you know, I know this won't be the last conversation we have. I would love to maybe even have you come back and when your book is done and just, and I, I, first of all, the title, I, love- I wrote, I wrote it down. Girl. Understanding. Girl. Masculine. Ma- respect. Ma- that look, that title alone, we got to get a copy here at good morning ladies. We have to have you back on to talk about it. And then we need to, to just have every listener get a copy and we need to do the study together and just break it down. I think that would be amazing. I would love that. I would love that. That would, and genuinely because it's information that once I started gathering it, I went, oh my God, we're clueless. We don't know this. We really, really don't know this. No wonder our relationships aren't working. No wonder divorce is like crazy. No wonder people who are married aren't even happy. They don't know. We don't know. Right. We just don't know. So I'm not going to take any more of your time, but yeah. Oh, that's so good. No, please. We would go on and on and we we could keep you and have you. We would just take all the time in the world to hear everything that God has placed in you. I'm so thankful for the gift. And I want to go back to the two points that I wrote down, which were so important. You said self-love to you starts starts with you asking, what does God say about me? Yes. I love that. I love that because I think there's a listener who's tuned in, who is, we're all, we can be all over the place with every success coach, with every motivational speaker, with every, everything. 
trying to find the foundation of self-love. And it starts in him. It starts with it what does. he said. He, he yes. is love. The word, the word said God is love. So if he's the definition, <laughs> then we need to go to him to find out, to get revelation on um, who we are. And the second thing I wrote down was you have to give yourself permission to be your authentic self, finding Absolutely. out who you really are. Absolutely. I, I've counseled so many women who will go through something that either shocks them or shatters them or breaks them or has them bursting open. And as a result of it, many times the questions that come out of them is, is it okay for me to be angry? Is it okay for me to rage? Is it okay for me to be sad? Is it okay for me to emote? Is it okay for me to, is it okay for me to, is it okay? Mm. And we're all looking for permission. And I just keep saying who you are at any point in time authentically is all that's required, all that's required. And if anybody cannot accept that, that person is trying to manipulate and control you. And that is not godly. That is witchcraft. And we don't do yeah. that. So, no. yes, absolutely. Step into who you are authentically in any moment and give yourself permission to be that. Oh, I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we're going to continue this conversation, but I would love for you to close us out in prayer and just, you know, if you, if there's something on your heart that you can leave a listener with that is struggling with, how do I even start? Where do I start? If I, if, okay. Self-love sounds great. That's great. Where do I start? What's my step one? You know, um, just close us out with that. Father God, I thank you so much for this radio program. I thank you for the ladies who are listening. I thank the host. I thank you for the host who invited me on. I thank you for the relationships that are beginning to develop and the bonds that are forming as a result of um, both the Black Marriage Movement and the podcast and um, Candy's um, willingness to reach out to me and. Um, befriend me and just invite me into her environment, Lord God. I thank you for everything that you're doing right now. Um, as we pray across the airwaves for every person who's hearing this pray prayer, Lord God, I pray a special blessing um, for a revelation of what self-love is, Lord God. I pray that you would that you would reveal to them the way that you feel about them. I pray that you would reveal to them that you have chosen them, even if they haven't chosen you. That you love them so much that you call them. Um, whole, that you call them worthy, that you call them beautiful, that you call them chosen, that the hair on their heads is counted, that every bone and cell in their body is accounted for, um, that you have called them fearfully and wonderfully made, that you call them excellent, that you are well pleased in them, that you call them your children, that they are adopted, which means not only are they, are they your children, but that you chose them, that it's not even necessarily by birth, but that you chose them, you picked them out, God. Um, I pray more than anything that each of us knows that there are no mistakes, that you don't, you don't make mistakes, Lord God, but that, um, that every single human being that you created, you had a plan for, you had a purpose yeah. for, you had a calling for, and, and there, that you don't make junk, you don't make trash, that's not, that's not, you don't reject people, Lord God, but that you mm -hmm. love us, you love us, whether we're on our best behavior or even at our worst behavior and that you promise never to leave us or to forsake us, Lord God. And so I pray that as we go throughout our days um, and as we go about this day, Lord God, that you would give us a, a special understanding of what it is 
to be able to love ourselves because we are made acceptable in the beloved Lord God, that we're made acceptable in your sight, and that if you approve of us, if you are for us, that you are more than anyone who could ever be against us, and that that should fill every single voice um, and every single um what is it, word that anything that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, against, you know, your wisdom, against your truths, anything um, that tries to exalt itself over that, Lord, I thank you for giving us the power to cast down those imaginations and every high and lofty thing, and then to lead those things and those thoughts into the obedience of Christ so that we could remember who we are in you. And I pray for everybody listening, whether they know you or not, I pray that they would begin to seek out your word and your plan and your purpose for their lives so that they foundationally could know that they are more than conquerors, but even more than that, that they're just okay. I just want everybody to know that they are okay, that you love them, that you approve of them. um, And yeah, that just being who we are is enough, Father. I pray that you cement that. I pray. I thank you for this prayer. I thank you for this time. I thank you for the podcast. I don't want to take any more time. I just honor you and I bless you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. What a treat. Thank you so much, Denai. I, You know what? All this information is going to be posted. And then we've got to talk about the follow-up. This is not our last conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. So. <laughs> to all the listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in to Good Morning Ladies with Candy Bryan. This has been such a treat. I know that you've been blessed, and we still got some more for you. So stay tuned and have a great day. Love you all. Bye-bye. Great day. Bye-bye.